The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Spin the Rally Pod, Dirtfish's weekly rallying podcast. Now today, the astute listeners among you will be aware that I am not Lisa O'Sullivan, I am Luke Barry, and for some reason, boys, I've been given the keys, shall we say, to the podcast. I am somehow imposturing myself into hosting the podcast. We've got a fantastic lineup, as always, starting off with the wonderfully effusive and brilliant Colin Clark. Colin, how are you? <laughs> Luke, I do like you. I really do. You can host this podcast anytime. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. <laughs> and alongside Colin, we have George Donaldson, former sporting director of George. Several brilliant teams throughout WRC in the 90s and 2000s. How are you, George? I've, I've never been better, but I'm a bit gobsmacked by your description of Colin. I've never heard such toadying in my life. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to him. It works out for me. He was nice to me on Twitter last week, so I'm yeah. okay. And finally, <laughs> Mr. David Evans. Not been on the podcast for a while, David. You've been busy having a bit of a frenetic holiday, we understand. Yeah. I've got to say, that was a woeful, woeful intro, Luke. It was fantastic, David. You're, you're, you're a holiday you're a holiday maker, no. basically. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Give it a bit more, man. Come on. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm three. I, I'm a dear, I'm a dear Scotsman. What <laughs> can I do? <laughs> David, no, I'm good. David, yes, right. you're supposed yes, to be encur- you're in. supposed to be encouraging young talent. Come on, oh, yeah. sorry, Luke. Hand. Well done. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a superb no. <laughs> intro. Brilliant. Very well done. Call HR off immediately. <laughs> Listen, that was all good. It's all good. Uh, shall we? Do we want to discuss my holiday briefly? <clears throat> If, I, I think we should, story, David. I think, I think it's quite interesting. I think we should. And it, it was Matty, wasn't it, who complained about us not talking enough about rallying. Matt, Matty, turn off for about two yeah. or three minutes. George, Fast forward, first, David. Fast forward first, two or three minutes. <laughs> yeah. First thing I've got to say, George, is your lovely jumper that travelled all the way from New Zealand yes. uh, is in an envelope and travelled all the way up to Scotland virtually past your door in Blair Gowrie and then all the way back down again. Uh, so it's sitting why? on the desk beh- why beside did, me. Why did that happen? I, it became quite a stressful holiday, George, I have to say. So we were Oh right, you were you in, were travelling with it. In the summer in the summer we were we were going up um up to up up to Braemar, up to <clears throat> up the big hill up to Glen Shee. Yes. Uh, the really steep one. Uh-huh. And uh, S- Sandra's car, she's got an XC90. My wife has a Volvo XC90. Fabulous thing. Terribly comfortable. And it started to lose power halfway up the hill. And I'd just overtaken somebody. And this, this old woman in this Fiesta was suddenly right up our chuff, wanted to overtake <laughs> us. But all quite stressful. Got to the top of the hill, turned it off, turned it back on again. And it seemed all right. Carried on, went down the hill, came home, took it into the garage to the Volvo dealer. Uh, and they had a good look at it, and they said, uh, "Yeah, your injectors are um, oiled up um, a little bit." 
uh, or, or all messy. So we're going to have to clean all your injectors. Yeah. So we paid them thousands of pounds uh, and they did all of that. And to be honest, the car felt much better. Went away, back up to Scotland. Um, off we go. And we uh, we are just going past the Green Welly on the way up into Glencoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the children said, oh, I need the loo. So we stop, turn quickly onto the Green Welly forecourt. And immediately, as I turned, put lock on, there was a load of smoke coming out from from the two no. front wheels and from under the bonnet. But it was a weird no. smelling thing. So I just got no idea. So Georgia jumped out. Uh, and then we went around the back up the gravel car park, uh, up the back and just parked up, turned it off, got out and looked underneath. And there was there was something pouring out from underneath, the, from out of the bottom of the engine. I thought it was oil. Looked down the car park and there was a great oil streak all oh. the way from where yeah. we come. So called the garage and they sent somebody out and blah, blah, blah. So then they took it into Volvo and Sterling. Ouch. And it turns out <clears throat> that they, when they'd f- refitted the injectors, number one and number three injector hadn't been fitted properly. And it was pumping fuel out. Oh, it was no. actually fuel that was coming wow. out. So the guy said, you know, it was, a, it was a diesel. He said if it was a petrol engine. You know, it would have hit the manifold and the whole thing would have just gone up yeah, in an instant. Yeah. Um, so essentially, that <laughs> the holiday ended there. So we then eventually went through Volvo Assist. Mixed reviews, Volvo Assist, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave us a they mm-hmm. gave us a higher car. We then drove all the way down Glenative, the furthest point of anywhere near human existence in Glencoe you could possibly go, get to the bottom <clears> and <throat> the engine warning light on the higher car comes on. <laughs> so we we came back up praying to god that it wasn't going to stop uh and yeah, yeah the, the holiday went downhill from there should we say yeah. where were you where were so, you staying yeah. up on glen she, she then were you in the king's hotel no, we, we, we were staying at no 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 we've been there that's a beautiful hotel fabulous place we were in uh lock Earnhead, so at more 84 mm-hmm. george oh, right. just that. yeah that's nice yeah balkida uh, so yeah. great place. So yeah, so quite stressful. So all, and then we got home, and I was like, "Bloody hell, there's George's jumper still." <laughs> so I'm very sorry. It it will be uh, just to explain the jumper as well. George, well, George, you explain the jumper. Uh, well, I mean, I, I asked for uh, asked you guys when you were in New Zealand to get me one of the wonderful ice ice um, ice breaker peak. jumpers. Ice peak. Ice. Sorry. Ice peak, George. Wasn't it ice peak? You asked. No, what? ice breaker. They're called. Well, right. either way, didn't get one. Yeah, you didn't it get one. You got some other more fabulous one. You got a more fabulous one for me. Merino wool. It's going to be gorgeous. I can't wait to get it. It's not winter yet. It's still mild. It's okay. Right. We can wait. You'll have it in time for winter. You Trust will. me. Good. Promise. I, I had a slight holiday stress, David. Can I tell did you? Did you go? Slight holiday. I did. Yeah, go on. I did. Oh, right. It's so, really so, annoying, Matty. Just, just a very, very, just a very brief one because I know Matty's now. This is, this is a, this is a rally pod, isn't it? This is a rally pod. But, but this, I just want to share the stress as well. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's car related. It's car okay. related, George. So <clears> the, the, the lovely Neil Simpson at Simpson Skoda. If you want a, a Skoda in the UK, just Google Simpson Skoda and they will look after you. Um, he loaned me an electric. Uh, what did I have? I had an electric. What do you call Eniac? And my goodness me, it's a fantastic car, fully electric, unbelievable car to drive. That is not the issue. The issue was trying to find charging points on the way back down from Dundee to uh, Staffordshire. Well, oh, my just, God. You just so, didn't do your homework, George, Colin. It's as simple as I was going to say, it's all that, in no, the no, planning. No, no, I'll tell you, I did my homework. <laughs> Harry, my, my son, did my homework. That's not the problem. And what is the problem? It doesn't matter how well you plan. You turn up at the charging point and there are eight cars waiting and there are four <laughs> charges and they're all doing... Yeah. 
20 minutes, half an hour charging, and there oh, are eight waiting, eight or 10 cars. You then think, okay, you do a bit more planning, you go to another one, okay, around the corner down here, I literally called into every service station on the M74 between Glasgow and, and the border. So I eventually went into a little town and had a look, yep, 60 kilowatt, that's reasonably fast charging. It's in a hotel, fantastic, it's free. Plug in, okay, we're going to have 45 minutes, something to eat, we'll come back, we'll have enough charge, come back out, nice meal. 45 minutes later, 6% charge added. 6%. You can imagine. So here's the thing, guys. Here is the thing. Here is the thing. Um, A journey which, if I take it easy, stop for a pee, maybe even a coffee, would take five hours normally, took nine and a half hours. Nine and a half hours. Now, I'm very fortunate I was sitting in a beautiful ENIAC, but for me, it's it's a story for another day. But there's a massive issue with electric in this country. And unless, if you're doing commuting, I think they're probably great. If you're doing anything more than commuting, oh, dear yeah. me. And George, it's nothing to do with planning, mate. It is nothing no, to do with planning. I mean, the, the other thing nothing is, to do if, with it, it. If, every, if everybody's got, got one, the lights go out, Colin. That's the other thing that yeah. happens. Yeah, well, that's it. I, yeah, I, I've yeah. always said it, fossil fuels are the future. Absolutely. <laughs> the only way forward. It's hydrogen. Hydrogen's not a fossil fuel. No, it's fuel, not even hydrogen. Anyway. There are, there are yeah. smart alternate fuels. Hydrogen, carbon, mm. CO, CO2, captured, uh, converted into fuels. There's some incredibly innovative things out there. The internal combustion engine is alive and kicking. Right. All the right. all the greenies don't want to know about it, but it's 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 going to stay around and it's going to be fabulous, guys. The future right. is uh, fabulous. Can I just finish my little piece by once again saying the car was quick. fabulous. The car was fabulous. The Skoda yeah. Ineac was just an absolute joy what, to what drive. What car was it, Colin? What sort of car? <laughs> oh, you never said that three or four times already. Yeah, it sounds and, like an anorak. And it was fabulous, it was beautiful. Was it? Yeah, beautiful. And my goodness me, oh, Colin. the power and the responsiveness and the driving was beautiful. Yep, charging it—that's another matter. Yep. But thanks, Absen. I was Skoda. Absolutely. Just I'm looking forward to trying one, Neil. Of Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, just I, just I did a journey to and back from Wales in a little Fiesta and nothing went wrong for me. So there we are. Fiesta, of course, is a car that's been mothballed yeah. for nature, isn't it? It's no longer mm. been killed off. So there's a topical relevance for you. Is that all right, David? Was that yeah, enough absolutely. passion and enough relevance? Oh, Thank you. No. All right. we'll oh, go- no. I've got a disaster. Oh. I'm caught disaster. You boys just talk away for a bit. Talk away for a bit. A wee disaster. Be back there in a second. Right. Well, we'll come back to that. Matty and anybody else that we have lost, sorry. And we are back. Back in the room. (laughs) Back to rallying. Thank you. Um, David, we'll come to you and we'll keep it quick with this. Just because you were away last week on your rather stressful break, um, the WRC world, and in particular the driver market, kind of exploded, didn't it? Oit Tanak's decision to leave Hyundai, we kind of knew it was coming. What what do you know? What can you tell us? What do you make of everything that's been evolving? Yeah, I mean, firstly, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise. It was and it wasn't, wasn't it? Because mm, you know, yeah, it, it, we all expected it. But then suddenly, when it dropped uh, on that Sunday night, and I think <clears throat> from what I can understand, it was a reasonably quick ish decision that right, this is it. We're going to make the de- and you know anybody that's labouring under the misapprehension that there was this was in any way driven by Hyundai. It wasn't. This was all Oitanex decision making timing everything uh and oit's been calling the shots you know on his contract for a very long time uh we know we've known since the end of last year um 
when a, when from what we can understand when a certain team principal departed that gave the opportunity for for certain drivers to leave the team uh so the the, the door has always been open there for for Oit to go um and and he's gone um ultimately it is it's always a surprise when when a driver leaves a contract <clears throat> early um particularly when you'd have to say options are reasonably limited uh, as much as people at Toyota would talk about having him back, and I firmly believe they would have him back, uh, you know, there is not really room for a, 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 another big driver at Toyota. There, there is the option, or not the option, there is, there, you see, what we've got now, Luke, at this point, is you've got a lot of drivers and a lot of team driver managers and a lot of people with vested interests here trying to spin lines. You know, there's a lot of chatter about, oh, well, how safe is Elvin? How safe is Elvin at Toyota? We don't know because ultimately Toyota hasn't made a commitment to him. Uh, we understand that, you know, there is. I think he's got a contract, but they haven't made that final commitment as their driver lineup for next year. But I'm not saying that, you know, Elvin's seat at Toyota is, is under question. From my perspective, everybody I've spoken to at Toyota, he will be there and he's part of the picture for next year. Good. Um but you do get you know this george you know you get these people who want to spread rumors and you know suddenly people who've not been terribly interested in talking to journalists all year they find their voice uh and they come along and they sow a seed and they ask you a question such as oh what have you heard about elvin well what's that supposed to mean you know we know exactly what it's supposed to mean uh and it's just about undermining other people's positions in teams so you have to be really careful right about now mm. because you know there's so much that you could write uh and so many stories you know every day luke we could have run another story about another option for for for, for high end next year and you just you, you've got to be careful for me Tanak, you know, he doesn't have too many options. I think he has the option of, of sitting it out for another year uh, or for a year. Do you, sorry to interrupt, but do you, do you think that is feasible? We know, we know he's yeah, of got course it's feasible. situations, yeah. but is it something you think reckon it's, he could actually it, do? Of course it's feasible. You know, he's 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 pretty brassed off with, with the way things have been this year. Um, he, he would So he can't go to Hyundai. He can't really go to Toyota, we don't think. Um, so can he go to M Sport? Of course he can go what? to M Sport, but M Sport they're they're faced with the, the continued budget issues that people continue <coughs> excuse me, continue to underestimate. You mm -hmm. know, simply there is not the money to pay Oik Tanak. And you know, it's not just the fact that Oik Tanak wants a hundred pounds a week or whatever he wants, a lot and an awful lot more to, to be paid to drive. He wants to see a development budget, you know, over the next two years. He wants to know that there's a multi, multi, multi-million pound development budget there so that he can be world champion in 2024 or 2025. And then beyond that, he's looking to the, to the to probably what will for his career be the final mm. generation of world rally cars. You know, what's Ford's commitment past 2025? You know, mm. well, Malcolm is not in a position right now to be to be telling him or offering him from what I can understand. And, you know, I haven't spoken to Malcolm for a while now. Um, but my reading of that situation at Emsport is that, sorry, mate, the, you know, there ain't no money right now. Um, and that, it doesn't, to me, look likely to change any more than it, uh, it, than it has in, in recent years. You know, there's always talk of Ford coming in with a bigger commitment. Ford's commitment was at the start of this project. And, you know, it was a, it was a magnificent commitment to to all of the hybrid work and to all of the, the simulator work and all of that stuff that they did in Charlotte. 
going back a couple of years before the the these cars even were born you know yeah. that that investment that ford made early doors was great and 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 from my understanding that was kind of the deal that ford would help them get it off the ground um I, who knows i've spoken for far too long but <laughs> what was the question again no, it's all good stuff actually <laughs> there david thank you yes and i'm back and listening with with with, with uh, a lot of interest apologies i had a, a small Small issue with my RX and my TX, which I then got mixed up, and it all just got rather messy. All rather messy, but we're back. Um, David, I'm just really interested in what you said there about, you know, people with agendas and, and, you know, as you say, maybe yourself and Luke hearing from people you haven't heard from in a long time. You know, the whole, the, the whole Elvin Evans rumour, as far as I'm aware, emanated from Thierry Neuville. It was Neuville that first sowed the seeds, didn't he? Um, yeah. He, he, he said I mean, to he us, you know... Thierry is one of them, Cole. But you know, mm. there, there are lots of, of of drivers out there who you know who've got managers and have got people. You know, just mm. friends. You know, other journalists mm. will yeah. come and, and ask questions. Um, so, you know, so, we sorry. So sorry, David. I'm going to tell you one of the ones that I've I've heard this week, which is an absolute guaranteed sign that he's leaving Toyota. Guaranteed, hundred percent guaranteed. From as you say, a journalist in Finland, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lappi. Uh, supposedly, I've been sent an advert for a Toyota Yaris, a GR Yaris that's up for sale. Apparently, and it's got Esa Pekka Lappi's name on this advert, he's selling his GR Yaris. So that's a surefire sign that he's going to Hyundai. Must be, if he's selling his GR Yaris. You, all I would say, Col, is just be very careful at laughing at these kind of things, because tomorrow he, well, could, be, <laughs> he could be announced yes. as a Hyundai. Well, you know, he could the, be. The, he could but be. But, but you know, that's the level of... Of, of what people are kind of yeah. looking at to, to justify their, their, or to put their points across or to sell their, uh, their and drivers. This, and this is, you know, this is one of the, this is one of the problems. George, I, I know you're, I'm sure you jump in in one sec, George, but just to say one final thing, this is really where social media doesn't do anybody any favors because suddenly, you know, people hear a rumor and everybody's a journalist, you know, go, I know without being boring and harking back 10 years or whatever, or even longer, you know, when we were in print media, you had to do your groundwork because, you know, when I was at Autosport or when I was at Motoring News, I would write a story on Monday or Tuesday and it would go to print and it would come onto the shelves on a Wednesday or a Thursday. You had to be as absolutely sure as you could be before you committed to that story because if you didn't and if you weren't, you had a whole week of looking A, like a complete dick and B, seriously seriously annoying people if you'd got it wrong these mm. days if you write a tweet and it's wrong you can either delete it or just pretend it never happened you know and it's a nonsense you know it really is there's yeah. far far too much you're, of this you're, these days. yeah but you're not on the same page as elon musk are you david um, <laughs> <laughs> you really aren't no, I'm, you not. Really aren't. I'm several pages away heard, <laughs> i've never heard david evans be compared to elon musk that's fantastic well, i suspect it will be the last time uh, but it's yeah. but it's true you know it, it, these these are people's opinions and you're welcome mm. to an opinion but badge it as an opinion don't no, I come out and right. badge it as, as news because right. frankly it ain't news no, you know it's it's right. really not sorry rant over yeah. Okay, the rant was and, good. And by the way, get rid of social media and bring back 
Broad, uh, bring back print media. That's the future. Ooh, as much as we need fossil my fuels. slippers and my pipe and my bonnet and, and someone stoke my fire okay, for so me. All driver all rumors are, are generated by 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 tweets, which is what people on Twitter are. If you, if you use Twitter, you're a twit. A twitter, aren't you? Twits, so that's, twits, that's okay. twits. Um, and, then, and, and then... Uh, and that's okay. We know that now. Apologies, now that, now apologies to our thirty-five thousand right. followers. Is that rude? That's not a rude word, is it? <laughs> Any yes. more than Twitter? Maybe. Surely. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it, no, I, I think uh, in in fairness, you know, it, it, Twitter is full of opinions, and it's great, and and I absolutely love that. I love to read through some of the theories and the thinking, and and it's fabulous. But you do every now and then get people who who take all of that, bring it all together uh, and use it as the basis of a story. Well, you know, for me, call me old school, but writing a story involves ringing people and talking to people uh, and, and using your own sources, mm-hmm. using your own mm-hmm. intelligence um, in, in every sense of the word uh, to, to pull a story together. Uh, it's, okay. Yeah, it's... Okay. Sorry. This, Again, has, been, this, has, been, this has been very ranty, so can we get on with some rally right. stuff now, please? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, rally yeah, stuff. Yeah, 20 minutes, I, rally I'm gonna stuff. Do, I'm, I'm going to do a plug here for us as well on the back of what David has said, because oh, I do, I do very much no agree rally. with him. Oh. And as somebody that's from a different generation of, of, of learning, it's, I don't have the same experience of... I did a, a little bit of work in print, okay. but not anywhere near as much. I've grown up with all these platforms, but you're right in... You can see a lot on the internet that isn't always to be believed. So dirtfish.com is your trusted source for all of this. There will be plenty when we have it. But I'm going to sort of switch the focus a little bit more to Hyundai. And what, I guess, Colin, if if you're management there, we know there's certain sort of struggles within the team as well. But how long do they have to make a decision? Do they have as long as they want? I know Julian Monse sort of joked with us when we were in Spain. He said, well, you'll find out in Monte Carlo who our drivers are. Mm. Can, can they wait that long? Are they now in the best position just to take whoever they want or is it more complicated than that? Well, it's always a little more complicated than that. But yes, they can wait. You know, they've, they've got their drivers uh, for Japan, clearly, um, even although they changed those around very much at the last minute, dropping young Oliver Solberg. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've got time. You know, they've got time another, when I say time, you know, four or five weeks, is that a long time? I don't know. Uh, but what, what I'm still absolutely astonished by is that they're making some really fundamental decisions about future strategy and, and, and making some real changes to their strategy. Um, you want, and to enact that strategy, you've got to put your drivers in place. And they're doing that without an appointed boss. I find that absolutely remarkable. Um, maybe, maybe they're going to surprise us and appoint someone who will oversee this process of, of driver selection because they do need two drivers. We know Sordo <laughs> is now staying uh, probably to do a bit of an increased program on this year, maybe as many as eight rallies, you still need two drivers, one of which will almost, almost certainly be Andreas Mickelson. Um, and, you know, I, I think there are still question marks over Mickelson. Do, do we honestly think Mickelson can do a Tanak job? I don't think he can. Can Mickelson win rallies outright against on a level playing field against the likes of, um, well, obviously, Robin Perra and others. I'm not sure he can. I'm not sure he can. Colin, he, uh, and he, then the he second... tried. He tried. He tried before, didn't he? He drove Thierry's car, Thierry's Hyundai before, it. and yeah. it was an absolute yeah. career but, but, career but George, cruncher for him. It was. It was. And I mean, I even go back to the Volkswagen days. You know, he had a really good crack at Volkswagen. He won three rallies. The first one. Now, this is not taking anything away from him. He's a world class driver. But you know, I, I'm comparing him to the man that they're losing. They're losing Tanak. 
who is who is an undoubted rally winner, a world champion. They're losing Tanak. They're replacing Tanak. Um, you know, Mickelson's won three rallies. He won Spain. Um, he should have been second. You know, um, Ogier shouldn't have crashed on the power stage. He then won Poland, and yeah, okay, that, you know, that was an interesting battle. That wasn't it with 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 Tanak there. He then won Australia, and you might argue that Australia was his 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 proper win. But don't forget, he was battling against Ogier, and Ogier had been first on the road for two days. He, he's a world class driver. He can win rallies, but I'm not convinced he's off the level that will allow him to do the job that Tanak was doing for Hyundai. So there's there's one issue for me, and that's what I've been thinking about all afternoon. Look, <laughs> I can, I can burst, I can burst your bubble in one sentence, Colin. Okay, well, let me let me just finish with of my course. second driver, and I won't I won't I won't <laughs> pontificate quite so much, George, and then go and burst it. Um, so the second driver I would go with, and, and we've talked about this a lot, David, Luke, George, we've talked about it. You, you know, it's a third driver. It's someone that you don't want, I don't think, someone who is trying to um, establish themselves. Someone who, and they've, they've made that clear. That's not what the team wants. The team wants experienced drivers who can bring points, who can bring results. There aren't so many of those around. Uh, and for me, it's Hayden Padden. It is, it's, it's not Chris Meek. Chris Meek, for me, is potentially... Potentially the second driver. Potentially. Potentially the second full-time driver. I think Chris Meek on his day can win a rally, can win just about any rally. doesn't require other things to happen to other drivers. But as a third part-time driver, for me, it's got to be Padden. So my two drivers, I am going to still go with uh, Andreas Mikkelsen because I think he will fit in well with what Neuville wants. Um, but I don't think he's a replacement at all for Oik Tanak. He's nowhere near the level of Tanak. And my, my third driver sharing the car with Danny Sordo would be Hayden Patton. Go and George. burst it, George. Okay, yeah, bubble, say, burst. Up, bubble burst. Well, burst bubble. not really bur- burst in your bubble, Colin. Uh, if uh, Actually, as it turns out, uh, probably echoing it. So there's nothing wrong with a team strategy that supports one driver. It's been the backbone of, of rallying for donkey's years, really. Right, um, you know, when, when Ott went to Hyundai, that was a, a surprise because now you've got two top drivers both struggling at the front and you can end up with a mess. And, well... So uh, facto, we've had a mess, you know, a little bit of a mess there uh, recently. Not not necessarily caused by the drivers or the circumstance, just maybe that lack of leadership thing that you've talked about, lack of strength of leadership at, at difficult times to make those tough decisions, and and, and it is hard. So that's maybe the the, the reason that it's, we've seen it as a mess. But nothing wrong. Thierry Neuville is fast enough. He's the guy that could win any rally, but he's got mm-hmm. to actually be able to come out the box right at the start of the event and be consistently quick. You know, two, you know, you, you know very well, Terry could win three rallies in a row and then he could go to three rallies where he'll be the fastest car on the third day, you know, and finish third or fourth. Yeah. You know, and, and nothing will much will have fundamentally changed with that car, as I've said many, many times. So I've got nothing wrong with that strategy. Thierry has to step up. This is his great, opp- great opportunity for him. Step up to mm-hmm. the mark. Sort that problem out. You know, it happens time and time again. So honestly, sit down, figure it out, and mitigate. Sort it out. Mitigate the problem. So, so, Put the so mechanisms is Mickelson the right guy then, George? Mickelson, um, is he absolutely the Andreas right guy? Mickelson, Andreas Mickelson, if he can do what he did at, at, at Volkswagen, yes, he's the guy. He's already been at uh, Hyundai, uh, and he wasn't that guy. Yeah. Now, this car, I don't know if it's easier to drive or more difficult to drive. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Um, we didn't really see young Oliver Solberg 
overly shine, but actually he made some pretty good performances and pulled a few things home on a few occasions. I think he did okay. Um, he didn't necessarily always have the best car. I'm pretty sure of that because I studied it in places like uh, Kenya, where I, where I was. I was close. And I don't think he had the same car as the top guys. In fact, I mean, I, I, I know he, he didn't. He had a test car, didn't he? He had a test car. He had he had things that, that weren't... He had set up and things on the car as, as a banker, if they'd got everything else wrong, that they couldn't change. They didn't have enough parts, I guess, whatever it was. But he was stuck with a car that was a little bit of a pup. Um, and mm. he, he paid a very, very heavy penalty for it uh, this year in, in, in Kenya. However... Um, that, that's neither here nor there. So let, let's say Andreas Mikkelsen can get over his his the shortcomings that he had the last time he was, he was at Hyundai, and he can drive the car. I think that's quite a thin a thin window because he really didn't succeed the last time. Even at the end of the year, he started to come a little bit quicker. But you know, as a top driver, you've got to be able to adapt your style to fit the car. And you know w- w- there are many examples of drivers I've had to do that. Richard Burns, when he when he drove the the Mitsubishi, had a torrid time initially with the car. Completely changed his driving style to suit the car. That was Tommy's car. Mm-hmm. He figured it out. He adapted. It was a massive struggle for him, but he did it and he conquered it. And you know he won rallies with that car and was you know in, in a way that Freddie Freddie Logs couldn't. Well, Freddie Freddie started to come good with it, but Freddie couldn't do it anything like as well as Richard. Not even mm. like Fre- Freddie made a decent inroad into it, but nothing like as well as Richard did. He, yeah. he managed it. Do I mean, you- he, Freddie managed lots of fastest times, but he couldn't sustain it over three or four stages. It was too difficult for him. He couldn't do it. He, so yeah. he was unable. So I'm just saying, is Andreas that guy? Third driver, choice of Hayden Padden. Uh, yes, you know, give give Hayden Padden the chance. He might actually surprise the living crap out of everyone. And hey, would it, I think career. that. But that's a for me, George. That's a little bit insulting because why? Why would it be such a surprise to see Padden? You know, Padden. No, okay, I, I was this, meaning. I was this. meaning. A, I was only meaning a surprise in that when you're a part-time driver, uh, right. we know that these cars, yes. you know, they require consistency. Yeah. But we went yeah. through that last week, David, whilst you were lost in Scotland <laughs> in broken-down vehicles, <laughs> trying to deliver but a the, jumper the, the, to an address that you that you knew well. <laughs> uh, whilst you were doing that, we discussed this, and what we said is. The third driver option is smart enough, but you need to give drivers, you need to look at the, the, the program quite carefully so that you've got drivers doing two or three rallies uh, in a row together so that they warm up and yeah. get right up to speed. Um, and I, Dan, I Danny showed us don't. that very, very well in Spain that, you know, by the time he got to the third day of Spain, well, he was really up to speed and he kept it together until that point. But the, you could see it's, his frustration on those first two days. It, it's easy to say this, though, isn't it? You know, I was about to say, oh, I, you know, I don't agree with rotating drivers. But actually, you know, that whole adage of, of treat them mean and, and keep them keen, it worked. It because does. Look at look at what it did it with, with Craig Breen. But, uh-huh. you know, equally, you go back historically to, to when Skoda did it and Mitsu did it back Ooh. in the day. And it was a disaster. You know, it, it yep. ended people like um, Alex Bengay's career, you know, Yanni Parson and these guys were yeah. good drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it potentially someone like Gigi Galli as well. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I, but you know, from, from my side, just to jump in and say for high end, I would take Chris Meek. I would a hundred percent take Chris for, Meek for the second driver, David. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because your second driver call is, he's not necessarily your wingman. 
your wingman's your third driver, isn't he? He's got to yeah, be. Your, your... I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, what you want is a battling, fighting second driver who can go out there and win rallies. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that, for me, is Meek. You know, he, I, I don't know, he's been I out would, a, a reasonable I, amount of time. I would do Hayden Padden before I did that. Nah, nah. He, Hayden Padden wasn't, he, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the kind of battler, he wasn't the, the brawler that Chris Meek was, was he? He never no. was, George. And no. I think Chris Meek has that, that, that real, as you say, that battling, brawling, He's ability. a dogfight. He's an, he's, he's a, his ability to dogfight is, is like you've never remarkable. seen. You know, yeah. you look at times when he's been absolutely down and out uh, and but, he's come back. Um, once again, can I just put one, one more point in here, guys? Yeah, I go think for this it. Is go, really, go for I think this is really interesting because it's, again, it's, it's, it's a choice between two very different strategies and philosophies, isn't it? You know, it's, it's that, you know, the one that I'm kind of advocating that says if you've got a Nouvelle and a Tanak, you know, you've got two capable of winning from the start and then you decide, you know, you decide three or four or five rallies into the year who your driver is who's most likely to win you the title. Mm. And I weren't capable of doing that this year. So that's one strategy. The other strategy is the one that you're advocating, George, and you're right. You know, it's the one that over the years has more often than not proved to be the more successful strategy, which is an absolute out-and-out number one driver supported by one or two other drivers. Again, who is making that decision at Hyundai? There is, there's a massive, massive decision to be made here, not just in terms of drivers, but in terms of how they go forward. Do they go with the two battling, top-class, elite drivers who can win any event, or do they go with one, Thierry Nouvelle, and, and a second supporting driver? I'm and going then to, I'm going to do the Thierry, Thierry the, with strong support. That's what I'm going yeah, to but do. Yeah, but George, but my, point is, my point is that without, without one person in, in charge making these decisions, the whole thing becomes mm. an even more complicated muddle. You know, yeah. It's yeah. a it huge decision for the team. Who is but, making that decision? But here, so Cole, we, we talked earlier about the fact that, you know, you can't go shooting from the hip with these stories and you've got to, to, to talk to your sources. And, and I am talking to an awful lot of people around Hyundai right now about mm. the plan for next year. And there is, you know, I, I, I chuck this one out there. One potential I'm hearing about is the potential for them actually running just Thierry as a, as a full-time driver and then rotating the second and third car. Actually, not having a second car, just 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 no, not having a second full time driver. Commit to the guy, and and then now he, now you have to deliver. Look, he he does deliver, and and he doesn't crash very often. But George, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. But how does that give you? How you know? What does that say for the manufacturer's title? Are, are they saying that you know that they can? They, they they're not the strategists that Adamo was. That that is very clear. You've lost no, Adamo. actually, Cole. No, and and Alan Panas. I, give, I was about to say, Adamo, <laughs> just about. The, the next one out of my mouth was Alain and Alain Panas. They've lost Adamo and Panas, two absolute, you know, uber strategists, uber strategists. And, and, and what, if nothing else, what Greece showed us was that, you know, that the power of the strategist has been absolutely undermined at Hyundai. There's no one there that is, that is capable of thinking the strategy through and perhaps more pertinently, capable of enacting the strategy. There's no one there there's that can a, do that. Um, there is, there's, there's one person I do feel quite sorry for in the middle of all of this, I have to say, and that, and that is Thierry Neville. I yeah, do, you know, I, I've tried to reflect this a little bit in, mm. in my writing that you know, he, he's been cast as, as, the, as the bad guy 
in that he's apparently been the one that you know has helped to to shuffle the team and move the team around between him and him and his team manager uh, him and his him and his manager uh lovely fella whose name escapes me um no it's gone uh both nice guys and ultimately what they're doing and certainly what Thierry's manager's doing is exactly his job he is Correct. preparing and building the best possible environment for his driver in that mm. team doesn't David, you know doesn't David, care. Sorry, did you listen yes. to our podcast last week i might not have done right well, well it's, it's remarkable colin did say this because we, 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 we think exactly the same way that, that you know I, yeah. i'd read quite a bit about Neuville and how he was being painted as as the bad guy and all that i, I think said, it was what, you that was painting him colin as far as no, i was no, concerned I, I never it, i never painted him as the bad quite, guy but you know quite but, possibly me a little bit yeah but, but i'm sorry about that terry but no, no, but but he's doing what he has to do. This is what we said yeah. last week. He's doing, and he's doing what you would expect him to I do. I would back know? him one hundred percent for the championship next year, and 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 that's and that's the option that Howe and I have got. So, and how best to leverage that with support drivers? Well, I think we've talked through quite a few ways mm. here oh, today. I can't believe it. I yeah. can't believe what you've said is right, though, David. I cannot. No, believe no, 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 no. That's the point, Cole. Just rewind to the beginning. At the top of the podcast, right. it, it, at, at the moment, we don't know, and perhaps I shouldn't right. have said it because now I've just joined. You are a twitch. Talk about things. You are now a twitch. <laughs> I am indeed. But you know, you you look back, George and Colin Luke, and and you think, you know, what would somebody like Carlos Sainz have done? He would have done exactly what Thierry's doing. You know, he would have manipulated drivers. Yeah. He would have got rid of... And, you know, there's plenty of occasions when when I know that Carlos had a real say in, in who went where uh, in a team that he was he was leading. And actually, that's the way the world works. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is. Uh, it, it's a meritocracy, isn't it? And uh, so, yeah. But uh, it, it's going to be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating to see the way right. this thing plays out um and okay. to see exactly what what happens all righty that- so um guys can we move on i'm i'm, I'm bored with this one I'm, I'm if i'm a fan yes. i've listened we got we had 20 minutes of holidays we had five minutes of luke trying to tell us how fabulous we are and now we've had 12 minutes of fabulous argument which i'm now bored with <laughs> next <laughs> George is feisty today. Feisty today, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I prefer, but, I prefer the seven o'clock in the morning, George. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Six o'clock and, in I've, and I've had my dinner. George. And I've had my dinner. You know, that's why I was, that's why I was, I kept you waiting a few minutes. Anybody? I'm sorry. I'm just sat here laughing, and this is perhaps a slightly parochial joke for people who watch the in-betweeners. <laughs> feisty one, you are. <laughs> well, I, I compared just, just for, for, for the avid the avid listener who's not not too bored with nonsense. Trying to get trying to get Colin sorry. connected to this. It sounded like it sounded like something out of uh, Doctor Strange Love when uh, the, the, the the U.S. president was trying to speak to the Russian premier. Hello. 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 <laughs> yes. I can hear you. You can hear me. That's great. <laughs> now. Right. So what are we moving on to? What's next? On. Yes. Luke. I know, but I think you passed. Uh, this is my job meant to be, and you've passed it to me. It's supposed to be actually. Jesus, it's, bring back big, Lisa. It's a big, Good God. I know, it's a big David. red cross. Sorry. A big red cross against me. No, he's right. He's right. <laughs> Scratch that, <laughs> HR. You didn't hear that. <laughs> But yes, you're right. We'll move on to Toyota from High and Die, but we're dropping from Rally 1 to Rally 2, David. Some interesting information we now have about this project. It's something that we've all been hearing various things about in the past, but not 
quite knowing that much. But this week we have some more some more exciting information, and it involves Rally Japan as well. It does. So we knew we've known for years, haven't we, that they've been preparing and, and looking towards. Uh, it was a Rally Two or I think a Rally Three program. They they couldn't decide which, um, and it was part of the reason that they moved to the to the new premises in Evascula. Uh, where there is plenty of room to to build these new cars. Um, ultimately, I think there is still an ambition to build a Rally 3 car, but the Rally 2 car took precedent. Um, and just it's been a really labored process to get it out, from my understanding, to get it signed off with within Japan. Because uh, obviously, I mean, George, you'd know better than almost anybody in the entire world, you know, at, at the importance of a customer program to a, manufa- to a Japanese manufacturer, to any manufacturer, is, is, is massive. Um, so the, the news is before I hand over to George to explain that sort of thing, uh, the car is running and it's a bit bloody frustrating. I have to say here, because we, we were told in New Zealand, um, or we found out we unearthed in New Zealand, uh, that the car had been, had been fired up for the first time. Um, and we didn't say anything. We were sworn to secrecy, didn't say anything. Uh, and then they tested it the following week, um, and news broke and got out and, and what have you. And, and of course we knew about that test as well, but still we, we played the game and didn't say anything, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of got a bit trumped on that, on that news. But the news is that, yeah, the car will run in rally Japan, uh, as a demonstration on some stages, um, and driven by by none other than Juha Kankinen, who of course we saw in action in in Belgium driving a hydrogen car. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's really exciting. Finally, it's up and running. The understanding is that it will take time. It won't be available commercially until 2024. So they've got a huge amount more testing to Crikey, go. Which I would that's imagine a, that's a massive gestation period, isn't it? It, it it is, and I do I do wonder if potentially if they've heard something about hybrid or, or some alternative regulations mm-hmm. coming in in WRC two, and that's just completely my own thinking uh, that they've delayed the the car until then. I don't know, um, but would yeah, that be is. speculation again, David? In, yeah, yeah, speculation. <laughs> actually, probably yeah, just get rid of that. But that was opinion. That was that was pure opinion. That Luke. Uh, so yeah. So and George, you were actually uh, you know I referred earlier referenced your your position at Subaru. You know you having been sporting director at ProDrive, you then managed, obviously, STI's whole Group N program in the World Championship. You've seen it. Um, and you were also, from my understanding, from memory, you were pretty close to this Toyota project. Yeah, I was I well. was, uh, I was. was set to, to work on that project um, uh, two years ago, pretty well two years ago. Uh, and uh, just at the 11th hour, after I'd accepted the job, they withdrew it. <laughs> Says something about my character, uh, doesn't it? I'm the, I know there'll be thousands of fans out there just laughing at me now, but it's okay, I can take it. I've got broad shoulders. George, yeah. I, George I think, all, all I'll say, their loss is our gain. On yeah, absolutely. You're very well, kind. You're very kind. No, it's a shame, but I would have loved to have been a, the, the opportunity to have created that car, to have been, been part of the team to create that car from scratch would have been amazing. Uh, and I was I was really quite looking forward to it. it sad it sad that it didn't uh, didn't come good, but um, you know if it's, if it's, if it uh, if it's meant for you, it won't go past you. So they say in Scotland. But this one went past me, so I guess it wasn't meant for me. And um, I would have loved to have done it. But you know, look, Toyota. I, I know that they made a completely fresh team for that. I'm sure they've been able to leverage a lot of the experience of the team. Um, that that team has made wonderful world rally cars since inception. I'm sure that their their rally two car, for those that are still living in living in last year, that would be uh, that would be R five cars. Um, uh, same thing basically. 
uh, I'm sure it'll be brilliant when it comes out. But but you know what an incredible concept. Uh, and and I mean again, if I was Toyota, I would have been leveraging that beyond all belief the fact that I've actually got a cup car already sitting there. You know the 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 Yaris GR is a ready to go old fashioned Group N car. I would have been as mm. as well as doing the R5 stroke Rally Two car. I would have been doing a cup car, a car that you can buy for what is it, thirty two thousand pounds, thirty five thousand euros buys you a Yaris GR. I would have mm. made a kit that maybe cost twenty or twenty five thousand euros that converted that into a basic rally car. You could even, I think, you can probably still homologate it into Group N, although probably not now. But you could have, you could have created a, a cup rally car that you could have used for domestic programs around the world. That would be a car that gives you, probably you could have done a mapping for it that got you close to 280 to 300 horsepower. Uh, quite a standard car, maybe a little bit weak in some areas, but if you're doing a cup car, it doesn't need to be homologated. You can make it strong. You can make it cheap. You imagine a four-wheel drive rally car with great geometry, nice suspension, yeah. uh, good we suspension saw, we, we saw this with... You know? With with the AP four car a little yeah, bit, exactly. didn't we? With, you know, exactly. That. Andrew Hawkeswood has, yeah. has built them. Down yeah, it, it's in, even 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 simpler than that. They they they've got quite a lot of engineering. It you know the, the basic engineering out of Toyota will be fabulous, and and all these mm. specialist companies they don't want to leverage that. They they want to create their own thing. There's an awful lot of uh, there's an awful lot of pride in the making of these cars. But you take it back to basics. Utilize the manufacturer's core excellence at making fabulous cars. Compensate for the things we know we need to compensate for in specialist comp- in competition, where we don't need to make the compromises for the road car. And you could make those changes. You could have done a kit for less than the same cost as the car, and for sixty, maybe seventy thousand euros, you'd have had a nearly three hundred horsepower four-wheel drive rally car that would have had some compromises. But considering it's a third of the cost of an R5 car, you've got yourself a winner. And you do cup series around the world. You've got a whole new platform to develop drivers on. That was one of my visions for that job. Maybe that's what maybe that's what got me unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> I, to me, I'm, I'm right there with you, George. You know, it is it's, amazing. It's yeah. an absolute no-brainer. You absolute know, you, no-brainer. When you really. Drive oh, I was so those, excited those cars, to do that. Even, yeah. Even even in the you know the recce form, we did we drove Taka's car, Taka's recce yeah. car oh. in Finland. You know, just some piece of kit that yeah, so absolutely. much fun, and it's a standard road uh, car, basically. You know, with a few compromises yeah. taken out. How fantastic is that? And and that's what Toyota have when they've made that car. That's that's the that's the position they've given themselves. You could have Toyota Yaris Cup Series. You know, you you start that in mm. Britain. You start that in Britain. I start that tomorrow. Yeah. I can tell you, I'll have twenty drivers doing it because you know what the prize will Let's be. Let's do it. Let's do it, George. Let's do it. Let's do it, George. I don't understand why you're. You there's a very big difference, isn't there? Isn't there, George, between the Rally Two car and what you're talking about there? Why couldn't they do both? Exactly. Why, that was that was that, no. That was the concept. The con- my concept was to do both. What, who, you know, uh, do, do we not do? Are we saying they're not doing both? Or, or oh, maybe just... they are. Maybe they are. Maybe the, maybe the 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 I shared that concept with them at uh, one of my one of my uh, later interviews, and and uh, mm. we 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 I realised I should sit in it for a while, but but I shared the basic idea. Um, mm. they, they may. They mean, why would you not do it? Because you you could. Yeah. I think you would you would easily sell four or five hundred of those kits around the world. Easily. Wow. 
easily. There, there is one. There is one in the Iberian or the is it I, Iberian, not Iberian. Whoops, Iberian region. People, believe, people will there, have made them. People a, will a have made it. them. Uh, yeah. Luke, mm. without a doubt, because they're so simple to do. But you know, a manufacture kit. I mean, it's basically you know, if you look at the old Group N cars and. And we did an R4 version uh, of that car, which which never really got fully homologated properly. Um, but but we took a lot of the the Group N compromises out. We could have done a lot more, but but uh, STI Subaru was very conservative. It was that fact. It was the parent company Subaru that didn't want to make too many changes. They wanted to keep it very original. They didn't quite get the concept of making an excellent car that could compete uh, in 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 the open arena that that was available to us. But um, no, the, the the option to make that Toyota Yaris just the car of choice. You know, you remember the old Corollas, the sixteen hundred Corollas that were, you know, ubiquitous. Uh, ev- they were everywhere in every every rally in yeah. the world. A rear wheel drive Corolla, that you particularly know, in Ireland. You know exactly. Well, I mean, it's you still know, there in Ireland. The, the, the twin modern, camera, the, mod, the modern yeah. day, you know, Ford Escort, the the, the very modern mm. day, you know, Mini that everybody had. You know, the, the Corolla mm. was one of those vehicles. And, uh, you know, the step-up formulas that all the Toyota importers used around the, the world w- w- was was massive, the opportunity. Anyway, that, that's an interesting point. But so they've made their they've made their Rally 2 car, their R5 car, effectively, and they're going to take another 13, 14 months of development. That's going to be some car. Mm. That is going to well, be some car. I was going to say that, that would strike fear into the heart of even Skoda, probably, wouldn't it? Which leads us, well, is a nice segue, oh, Luke, look boy, at you. To, uh, to... Look at you, David. Look at you. That, <laughs> that you was go. a brilliant assist. I'll be honest, that was a fantastic yeah. pass into the box. It was. But yeah, we'll have to keep this bit brief, boys, because we have, as George has mentioned, talked about various things as usual, <laughs> and we're getting close to our limit of time. But Colin, of all of us, you you know the most about the Skoda. You were there when they launched it back to the world in what? Was it June? Was it June oh, you were there in, the, in their headquarters? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it's taken a little while um, for the car to make its debut. We know that there's been various supply issues that have delayed that, but yeah. Andreas Mikkelsen will drive it this mm. weekend on the Lautzitz Rally in Germany. It's quite low-key, but in some ways, is that quite a good strategy? There's not There'll be enough sort of fanfare around it, but they're not doing it in front of too many people if something does go wrong. Yeah, listen, it's a Skoda. You know, we've already seen it as, as a zero car, haven't we? A safety car on, on one event, again, driven by Mickelson earlier in the year. Uh, I find it very interesting. Just a, a Cole, 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 can I just, sorry, just to interrupt, if you were going to buy a Skoda, where would you buy a Skoda from? Uh, Simpsons Skoda <laughs> in the UK, just Google them. The ENIAC is a fantastic car, wonderful car. Uh, <laughs> As you were, carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I found it quite interesting, Luke, when you said, Colin, you know more about the Skoda than anyone. I've got George Donaldson on the line there. There's David Evans. There's even you, Luke, that might know a little more than me. But anyway, I, you know, it's, it's a lovely compliment you paid me once again. Uh, but yeah, look, you know, Skoda have had issues, as we know, and... and you know, every manufacturer of, 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 never mind just rally cars, of, of cars in general, they're all experiencing problems. They're all experiencing experiencing supply chain issues. And that's exactly what's happened with Skoda. It's why the launch, you know, has been delayed. David, you and I um, were quite intrigued by the amount of Skoda branding around Rally Finland, weren't we? Um, yeah, and it was obvious. The amount of Skodas that Skodas, were just quite literally Sk- hanging around. Hanging around everywhere. And, and enormous posters all around the service park, and, and clearly they had intentions to do something there with the new car. It didn't happen. Um, and we're talking, you know, four or five months later that they're going to launch it. 
Um, for me, the more interesting thing about you know, that Skoda will be great, and I, and I don't think they'll have yeah. any issues with that. I really don't want once once they get the supply chain issues out of the way, and the, there are customers lining up to buy that car in in not just ones or twos, three, fours, and fives. I'm told. For me, but the I, bigger I, question. One, 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 one last point, David. The bigger question for me is who drives it next year? Who drives it? Because I firmly believe Mickelson isn't an option for them. Uh, if Chris Meek isn't an Chris option Meek. for them, if Chris mm. Meek isn't an option either, um, who drives it for them? That's going to be the interesting one for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've kind of done driver market to, to death, mm. so we'll save mm. the Skoda seat for, for next <laughs> week. Um, but I think, you know, what we can take as red here is that as much as they ever can be, the supply chain issues must be sorted because talking be. to talking to yeah. Mikhail Harabinek, the, the guy behind all of this, the, the sport and the motorsport director at Skoda, he was absolutely, absolutely cast iron. This car will not come out until we can run it consistently, until it can start one weekend, then follow and keep continually running weekend after weekend after weekend with a spares package and that was the big thing you know mm. they'd probably got enough to bolt two cars together to get them out in finland but they hadn't got any spares mm. or they hadn't got enough spares and you know in 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 Mikhail's own words he didn't want it to kind of go off half cock he wanted it to go out as the start of a program um allow six but- you know it's got a bit of history about it it's mm. a good rally it's a difficult rally mm-hmm. uh so it's you know potentially it's a good place it's in the right market as well um for me it it'll be it like you say, Colin, it doesn't matter where it comes out. It's going to be a great car. It will be. Um, no question. No question. But what I find interesting, David, um, having spoken to a few people, is that, you know, you mentioned they're not going off half cock. Well, in some ways, they still are. In some ways, they still are because they've got a massive waiting list. And they are being very, very, very selective about who they supply cars to. And yeah, they're putting... What do you do there? What do you do? You know, you've got to get this car out the door at yeah. some point. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and and I'm sure maybe if they've got say ten customers that they can satisfy now, what, you know, they've got to satisfy those ten customers. No, I agree um, with you. But, but if, the, the point is that they are being selective, and they're they're yeah. going to choose ten customers who they know will showcase those cars. Yeah. <laughs> so and we, and we know yeah. there are cars that go off and get 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 put aside for a little while, maybe driven once or twice, and then sold on at some point. Um, you know, maybe used on on national rallies, whatever. Mm. Those are not the customers. The, the customers who may have the money, who may have the the relationship with Skoda, they'll not get the first batch of cars. The first batch of cars will be to people who are willing to take them to the World Rally Championship, maybe mm. to the ERC, but certainly to the world, certainly to the World Rally Championship. And and again, you're right. It, it all makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense in, in a market where supply is going to be limited for some time, I suspect, yeah. you know, for and some time. So, yeah. You know, if, if you had one car, Cole, which, which Skoda driver would you give it to? Well, well, not just which driver, but which, which team would you no, give no, it no. to? No, 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 which driver? Which driver? Which driver? Well, are, we, are we taking Meek and, and Mickelson no, no, no. out of the which, market? Which of our favourite Skoda drivers in the whole oh, wide world? Which, uh, the whole forward, <laughs> that would be That would be Simpson Skoda, Neil Simpson from Simpson Skoda in Preston in England. <laughs> Neil Simpson is one of the finest Skoda drivers in the world. He's brilliant. He's also really a great is. mate of ours. So yeah. no, I tell you, you're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. You know, they, they, it is difficult, and it will. You know, if you're number eleven on the list, quite rightly, you are pretty, pretty miffed uh, because you know you will make a great case for yourself. 
yeah. uh, that actually you're going to do a bigger program, you're going to do this, this, and this. Um, but again, that's an issue for Skoda that everybody will promise them. Yep, I'm off to do ERC. Yep, I'm going to do WRC two as well. And you know what you need to see is is confirmed programs before you hand these cars over. When they when they give mm-hmm. it to Talksport, they know Talksport yeah, exactly. will be out there with with the cars. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where they'll go 100. percent Places like yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, but what, mm. what's interesting is is uh, I, I fully suspect that even those who are a little miffed that they're going to have to wait a little longer for the Skodas, they won't go anywhere else. You know, they will no. wait. Yeah. They will wait. They will wait. No. And I, you know, I'm I'm hearing that there's one customer in South America who's ordered five. You know, mm. <laughs> um, but he will wait. He, he won't sadly go to M Sport. He won't go to Citroen. He won't go to uh, any of the others who are who are offering Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> will they wait? 15 months, 18 months, whatever for a Toyota, I don't know. Um, mm. But I suspect they will wait for the Skodas because they know what they're getting with Skoda. Here's one, here's one, and perhaps this is where we end, and this is the segue into next week. We've just talked, you've just there listed how many manufacturers, Cole, that have got great options already uh, and potentially coming in the next few years for Rally 2 cars. You know, what on earth are we thinking about given the current global climate, the, you know, the world economy where it is, are we not just staring the very, very obvious option in our face for, for the next World Rally car, for the next Rally 2 car, or the next Rally 1 car, sorry? Is it not just take a bit of hybrid off the shelf, slap it on a Rally 2 car, and there we go. Just chuck some arrow on it, and crikey, everybody's gone very quiet now. I don't think even <laughs> you hybrid. David, David, hybrid, hybrids, hybrids come and gone. Yeah, but but honestly, uh, renewable fuels, uh, internal combustion engines is the way forward. And rallying should be at the vanguard of all that development, not trailing along, catching yeah. up. There's yeah, all those fuel yeah, companies, totally. there's all those fuel companies investing huge amounts of money and fuels developed out of carbon capture. Uh, you know, using solar yeah, power I, to get those. I know that those are being championed in the Middle East now, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And and we should be champ- it should be getting developed on our world rally cars, which should be, honestly speaking, R five or as we now call it, rally two yeah. cars. Just get on but with I, it. It's we we're running sustainable fuel this year, and you know this mm-hmm. is one of the things that I just find remarkable. Mm-hmm. The number of people, you know, we were in New Zealand, Cole. And mm. there were a couple of people out there. There was fair to say there was a reasonable strength of feeling against the rally. Um, you know, in, in the last 10 years, the, the environmental side of things has really grown, obviously, all across the world. But there was more anti-rally feeling than I've ever known in, in New Zealand. We got talking to a few people uh, and they were like, you know, how do you justify what you're doing to the ozone, to the, to the, to the environment? Well, actually, these rally cars aren't. You know, they're running 100% sustainable fuel. Why aren't we shouting about that? Exactly. Why are we, you why know, are why we were we in New Zealand? It's a massive yeah. miss. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, it, is a, it is a very good point. Uh, right, uh, George, so, listen, I, I think, I think, I think your hybrid, your, unfortunately, we've nailed our colours to the mast. Um, and I, I, I've said this many times, the next regulations for me are the most important we have written mm-hmm. in decades, in decades. Because if we don't do something that gives manufacturers that ability to do what you've mentioned, George, which is to, to showcase what yeah. is possible, then then we're in a lot of trouble. But we're saying it's going to be a bit of an evolution. Uh, sorry, yeah, an evolution rather than a revolution. Well, you know, can, can R5 well, with hybrid, can that be an evolution? I think I, maybe I it think can. as, as maybe a fuel, it, it, is a, it is a maybe revolution, it but it's still internal combustion engines. And, it, you know, it's just a matter of mapping them and slightly different designed engines, mm. but it's not necessarily... Anyway. Tens of millions of pounds worth of development. Ooh. It's not. 
So, you know, crack on with it. Mm. Well, there, well, there's some interesting food for thought. In an era we've had, hopefully, entertainment. We've had holiday drama. We've had driver dilemmas. We've had jobs that George Donaldson almost had but yeah, didn't get. Go. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite the era, boys. Thank you very much for staying with me. And apologies, Lisa, for not hurting the cats as well as you could possibly have done. We need you back next week. We really do. Um, if you would like a job on Spin the Rally Pod on the week's Lisa Catmaker to replace me who's done a bad job at it, then do write to us, but not on Twitter because David won't see it. But there we are. <laughs> That's it, boys. Any final thoughts? Or yeah, look, you've done a great job, fella. Don't listen to David Evan. You've yeah, done a great Luke, job. Well done. That, that was great, Luke. Well done. <laughs> was that, was that first mate, Andy? Andy, fell up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. That was genius, Luke. Actually, you've done, you've done a brilliant job. Seriously, no top job, good man. Well done. Stop mate. laughing. I'm being serious. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be your witness at the tell. HR call. Uh, look, you're okay, mate. They're trying to backtrack now. The pair of them. No where to Thanks, go. George. Yeah. Thanks. See you, boys. No, very, very good Absolutely. job. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye, bye.